Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor. And in the studio with me is my wonderful companion oh. friend and excellent TV reviewer. It's Caroline Frost. Oh, bless you and thank you. Hello. We have some absolute treats for you. We've got a lot of drama and some factual. And then, of course, we'll take it to our favourite parts of the show, film of the week and one from the archive. To start off, we have Doctor Who, which is returning to BBC One on Saturday at 6.30pm. Let's face it, I think in recent years, it's safe to say that Doctor Who has felt slightly lacklustre. Um, its energy's been sapped. And now we see the return of Russell T Davis, who was the showrunner for the very successful mid-2000s revival. It's David Tennant and Catherine Tate in this three-part miniseries, which can be enjoyed Saturday, 6.30pm. BBC One. How interesting. I think you're quite harsh on old Doctor Who because Jodie Whittaker, uh, I think she had a really hard time because of a lockdown. Mm. So everybody was a bit miserable. Mind you, lots of telly did triumph in that time. Um, but also the writing was very different. I mean, people mm. accused it of going woke. I don't necessarily agree with that either. But I do think that she she didn't get the best cards dealt in her direction. Yeah. So one day a female doctor may return. But in the meantime, goodness me, I get emails all the time from Doctor Who press releases telling me at great length how David Tennant is everybody's favourite Doctor Who. I mean, there are arguments to be had. We've talked about who yeah. ours was. Mine was Tom Baker's, yours was Matt Smith. But um, yes, he does seem to be an overridingly popular person to take this franchise into the new era. So I can see what they've done. And then, of course, making way for Shukti in the new year. So yeah. good stuff. Well, I think as well, they've finally got a lot of cash behind it, which means that they <laughs> yes. can compete with what streamers are doing in the sci-fi realm. I just hope they don't wreck it with that international <laughs> money. But anyway, we shall hold our powder. Tell me, Caroline, what do you have for me on drama this week? Oh, right. This is good fun. So this is The Couple Next Door, which is exactly what it says on the tin. It's so weird because, say, 30 years, 25 years ago, this would have been a sitcom probably starring Richard Briers, probably co-starring Felicity Kendall or some such. Instead, we have a dark suburban drama. I've written my column this week in the Radio Times about why we go back to these very ordinary sounding and looking dramas all about the curtain twitching, all about what the neighbours are up to. And because it's 2023, they make no bones about it. I don't know how else to describe it. It's about wife swapping. There are no pampas grasses in the front garden, but there could be. So we have the very understandably irresistible Eleanor Tomlinson from Poldark, and we have her equally seductive Sam Hewen from Outlander. So there's a lot of period drama um, mm. alumni yeah. pairing up in this. Anyway, off they romp with, guess what, complications for the close. Uh, if you enjoy quite predictable, but nevertheless, curtain-twitching, page-turning drama, I guess this is the one for you this week. Starts on Thursday, 9.15pm on Channel 4. What's going on at 9 so o'clock? Perhaps that's another Bake Off extended episode oh. or something. Anyway, the couple next door. Brilliant. Okay, I'm definitely going to give that a watch. And what else do you have for us in terms of drama? Oh, so this is good news. Nobody who watched the first two series of Slow Horses on Apple TV Plus, why have they got that plus? They don't need it. We'll need telling that this is one of the great TV series of the last couple of years. So mm. Gary Oldman stars, but really the great discovery is Jack Dowden, who people also saw in The Gold. They star in this adaptation of a sort of 
the equivalent of a cold crime-busting outfit, but in the security services. And uh, they're off again. If you haven't tapped into the great joy that is Slow Horses yet, with Gary Oldman's great misanthropy for the world and Jack Dowden's much more Labrador-like enthusiasm, do tuck in. There are Series 1 and 2 available and Series 3. Just the first two episodes will be dropping this week. I think that's one of the brilliant things about Apple TV. I think it's finally cracked what loads of streams are trying to do because Slow Horses was a slow burn. I don't think necessarily everyone heard about it or found out about it, but it has made Apple TV or put it on the on the map in terms of being the streaming service that is creating incredible dramas. Oh, for sure. Um, it also has Severance. Mm. It also has Bad Sisters. Yes. And it also has an Oscar winner in Coda. Mm. So it's not doing badly, yeah. but you're right. It's kind of, it didn't go in large and loud yeah. like some of the other streamers mm. that we've heard about. And I think it's benefited from that. But of course, they have enormous amounts of money. Yes, well, that's very true. So this is a factual offering from this week. It's being k Tempest, BBC Two, on Wednesday at 9pm. And of course, you can catch up via iPlayer. For those of you who don't know who k Tempest is, they are a poet, rapper, playwright, one of the most exciting artists working in Britain today. To give some credentials, they were the youngest ever recipient of the prestigious Ted Hughes Prize. They've been nominated for a Brit Award and a Mercury. They were very much at the forefront of the boom of spoken word. Um, and I think it's really interesting to see how they've impacted how poetry is moving, the evolution of poetry and the future of poetry as we know it. This is all about their lives. It's about their gender identity, their career, and it kind of charts the year 2022 when they went on tour, the work in their studio and also playing Glastonbury. So it's a real kind of trip down memory lane whilst also establishing their career and enabling kind of a new audience to really get to know Kay um, and the impact that they're having. I was already a fan, but I think this will introduce them to a brand new audience. So this is Being K Tempest, BBC Two, on Wednesday at 9pm. Caroline, over to you. Something completely different. Some may say that Ronnie O'Sullivan is a poet with the Q. Ah, yes, I saw what you did there. (laughs) A little bit (laughs) anguished, that one. So there is this running series of, I would say, quite hagiographic intimate documentaries. They're press releases masquerading as behind-the-scenes access all areas documentaries. We've seen them. David Beckham, we've Mm. seen Wayne Rooney. The recent one was Robbie Williams. All quite interesting. But this one, Ronnie O'Sullivan, The Edge of Everything, really does promise something very different because he makes no bones about it. Despite being the all-time most talented player on the bays ever, he is also the least happy It makes Mm. him miserable. So the cameras follow him into very dark places. He has a rich and complex hinterland from his childhood, his teenage years. His father went to jail. Lots of people know his story. They examine this in detail, but also they don't really play a pity party. It's really just explaining why you don't see him grinning and hanging around with the fans even though snooker draws him to the sport like an addiction. He talks about it in the words, I thought, that the language of an addict. And I ended up feeling very sorry for him. And it it makes watching him play quite complicated because 
you kind of assume, as we all do, that sportsmen and women are enjoying the sport yeah. as much as we enjoy seeing them succeed. When somebody like Roger Federer, I can believe it, you know, the grin, the smile, the grace, not the case here, but nevertheless, very interesting. And this is on Amazon. It's called Ronnie O'Sullivan, The Edge of Everything. Film of the week is The Imitation Game, BBC Two, 10pm on Sunday. This is, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch starring as Alan Turing, the genius who cracked the Enigma Code during World War Two. Now, I think what's interesting is the script doesn't really allow us to delve into uh, Turing's homosexuality. It hints at it, but it's not overt. But it keeps you gripped because it explores the brilliant mind of this war hero. It's Oscar-nominated Cumberbatch, who is outstanding as the lead, but there's also, and I think what's worth tuning in for, is the excellent support from Charles Dance as his boss and Kira Knightley as his fiance. So that is The Imitation Game, BBC Two, 10pm on Sunday. Caroline. Lovely. Take me to the archive. Okay, one final offering is that if you liked or will like The Couple Next Door, of course, you need no reminding that the most successful of these great curtain-twitching shows is Dr. Foster. And so this is my message to you that both series are available on the iPlayer. And I did go back because I was writing about this particular genre of drama and I thoroughly enjoyed Dr. Foster all over again, even though we all know events are leading to that dinner party. My goodness, Siran Jones makes a good job of getting us there. So go and enjoy that once again. That's all from us this week. Do let us know what you're watching. You can write in on podcast at radiotimes.com. But until next Friday, happy, happy viewing! viewing. 